When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Have you made the switch to NYX? Millions of women have made the switch to the revolutionary period underwear from NYX. That's K-N-I-X. Period panties from NYX are like no other, making them the number one leak-proof underwear brand in North America. They're comfy, stylish, and absorbent, perfect for period protection from your lightest to your heaviest days. They look, feel, and machine wash just like regular underwear, but feature incognito protection that has you covered. You can shop sizes from extra small to 4XL. Choose from all kinds of colors, prints, and different styles, from bikinis to boy shorts, thongs to high-rise. You've got to try NYX. See why millions are ditching disposable, wasteful period products and have switched to NYX. Go to knix.com and get 15% off with promo code TRY15. That's nix.com promo code TRY15 for 15% off life-changing period underwear. That's knix.com. What is up, movie trivia schmodown fans? It is I once again. My name is Brad Gilbert. You might know me by another name. You might know me as The Boat. Oh my God, you're my dream boat for sure. And I'm joined as always from with, from, with, I'm already thrown off. It's so hot in Texas today. Like Brad, I'm, you're literally man. glowing. Like your cheeks are so red because you're sweating. I know. I have every fan in my house on. I have the AC cranked down. It's about 102 outside today. You uh, just you look like you just left Fogo to show. That's what you look like. <laughs> you're like just sweating profusely. <laughs> um, but I am joined by, as always, by the incredibly talented Miss Jen Sturger. Jen, how are you today? Uh, it's great. It's great. I love that all my animals seem to take the cue whenever I set up my my setup here. They're like, oh, now's the time to come and get pets. So they're like trying to rip all the cords out from my computer. This is great. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Yes. Oh, yes. Stop we, we it. All out. Um, <laughs> well, uh, we have another one of these preview specials. We have a massive match this Friday. They're, they've all been massive, but this is a very, very big match. Our second championship competition in the virtual world oh look at the kitty but we have mr ethan Irwin, big time ethan Irwin, taking on dangerous dan merle it's the rubber match it's numero trace it's the third time these two goliaths are going into battle with each other they have one win apiece and now we're going to see who is going to get that rubber match also on the undercard shazam versus final exam uh, we're going to be talking to all of the competitors today, or at least most of them. This is going down live August the 14th, 5 p.m. Pacific at 7 Central, 8 Eastern on the Movie Trivia Schmodown channel. You can get tickets right now at the schmodownlive.com. If you are not a $10 patron, if you are a $10 patron, well, you're going to get a little email with the match, and you're going to be able to see it. If you're not, you can go buy this pay-per-view individually. Jen, how big is this main event? I mean, I don't think you can talk about these two competitors without putting arguing whether or not they both belong on the Schmodown Mount Rushmore. Am I right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that I think that 
I think with Ethan, because he's so he's so busy, you know, being a part of the industry, that it takes a competitor like Merle to to bring out the best in him. Sometimes it really makes him step up his game. Well, you know, this is what this is what's interesting about this match is that they've all had a each of their matches prior ones, and this one is all in a different environment. So the first match that they had was in the studio early in the AM, Dan mm-hmm. versus Ethan. Second one, we were there, Brooklyn, New York, in front of a live crowd, Dan, Ethan, two, where Dan won the championship back. And now here we are in the third contest we have, of course, in a virtual atmosphere. So you kind of have a different venue for each one of these, so they're all unique in their own ways. But I agree with you about Ethan. Ethan needs to be challenged. And John Rocha was a massive challenge for Ethan Irwin, and I think that Dan Merle is right around there as well. Absolutely. Sorry. I'm just literally wrestling a cat right now. I'm going to lock him in another room. This is a disaster. (laughs) Working from home, guys. Working from home. But I do think that that brings up a good point, and that is that you have all these distractions. As much as you think that you could focus because you have a computer in front of you, you know, it's just that there isn't the distractions of the lights and the sounds of, of having a live crowd there or the live event where you literally have a thousand or so people watching you to see whether or not you get that answer right. Now you've got all your home distractions, like a cat at your feet that's bothering you and won't go away, even though you fed him twice today. And, uh, you know, your phone going off, all kinds of different things. Granted, hopefully we don't have our phones near us like I do right now. I'm sure Christian's blowing me up. Hands up. Exactly. Hands up. Hands up. <laughs> but it does, like I said, there's just so many of us don't live alone. There's all kinds of distractions that can take place while you're in this new space that we're trying to learn how to operate in. So like I said, it's going to be very interesting to see how they both handle that at-home schmodown atmosphere. Dean, am I here? Okay, I saw a little black circle for a second. We've seen um, Ethan Irwin compete in this atmosphere. Dan Merle has done some exhibition matches, but he hasn't had a proper match, and he's going to have back-to-back championship matches week-to-week. Let's go through a little bit of the schedule, though, right now. Starting tomorrow, tomorrow's our first play-in game for the singles tournament. It is Adam Collins, uh, also known as the Coyote, um, representing (laughs) going against Andres the Ghost Gallego, representing the Dungeon. These are two newcomers. They're having their first matches in the movie trivia showdown against one another it's gonna be really fun to see how these two guys uh match up and play in if we can go to the bracket right now depending on who wins this they're going to have a fun challenge because they're going to be taking on john the outlaw oh god so (laughs) and a motivated john the outlaw roca mind you he is going to be going at it after that loss to Ethan Irwin. So they're definitely going to be motivated, John Roca, and they have a big challenge ahead of them. You Here's the thing, Jen. You go 1-0 in the schmodown, you feel pretty good, and then they say, yeah, but you got to go against one of the goats in the first official round of the competition. But that's what happens. That's what happens, you know. We see it all the time, the number one versus number 32 or uh, number the first seed versus the eighth seed if we're talking basketball. It happens a lot. So it's a short straw, but that's going to be going down tomorrow. Wednesday, you have another play-in game, Frank Moran taking on James the Wizard White representing the Den, Frank Bam Bam Moran representing Swag. We we have to talk about Winston Marshall here in a moment. How and then- does Christian come up with all these nicknames? Seriously, I am... 
What's really, your really the ghost? The ghost. I take that as a personal affront that I have not been able to go to a tanning salon in months <laughs> to get my spray tan. Okay. The <laughs> wizard? The wizard. What house has he sorted into? Like, these are the things that I need answers. <laughs> well, I don't know if James White hails from the Emerald City, but he has a hell of a smile, and I love that his back, backwards baseball cap is remnant of Fred Durst, as is his face. If we go to Thursday, we have a play-in match again. Marisol McKee, also known as Lady Justice. And, Jen, why don't you read the the, the nickname of her opponent? Bonnie the Smoke Show. So, oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Body of the Smoke Show Somerville. Oh my like I said, I don't know where he comes up with this stuff. I truly don't. What's your nickname? Uh Jessica. Oh, that's right. But you gave yourself that nickname, didn't you? Oh no, I did not give myself that nickname. Yeah. Team Action gave me that nickname. Oh, okay. It's all about pour some, some, pour some out for the fellas. Yes. Team <laughs> action. And many have tried to call me Jessica Sense, and they get met with a very quick backhand. So well, see, only I think, team action. It's a it's a relation. You have to be on that on that first name basis. I feel you. I feel you. Um, well, we got to talk about. Are we still live? Am I good? I don't know if I'm here. You're still good, buddy. Let's do this. The thing keeps circling, so I don't know if I'm live or not. You're okay. Fine. So before we get bring in our first guest from this pay per view special, can we talk about what happened on Friday? Can we talk about it? Because we, we already I, know. Final exam defeated the pride. Um, if you haven't watched it yet, spoilers, guys. But I think you do want to hear this discussions. Yeah. If you didn't watch it, what's wrong with you? Slow down, throw down. Make sure you go check it out if you haven't already. But um, not only did we see that match, but we saw the first championship match in the virtual era. We saw Chandra the Chosen challenging for the Intergeekdom Division Championship against Kevin the Smasher Smets in Kevin's first match of the year. Mind you, he's supposed to play all the way back in January, late January in New York, fell through. And then we had the pandemic. And finally, he got his first match. And guess what, Jen? It is his last match of the year. Kevin, the Smasher Smets, lost. A, 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 here's a the heartbreaker, thing. Honestly. I knew Chandru, I knew Chandru had the goods. And I said on the rundown, I said, I, I can see Chandru or Chance beating Kevin. I wouldn't be shocked if it happened. I didn't. All right. Uh, I'm going to hang out with you guys until Brad gets back. But Oh, there he is. Thank God. Keep, so anyways. I don't know what's going on. But you were saying you knew Chandru had the goods. I knew Chandru had the goods, so I wouldn't have been surprised if he was defeated. I mean, if he was able to defeat Kevin Smets. But I was I was surprised in the way that it went down. I, w I wasn't expecting after the second round for Chandru to be up by eight points on the champion. I mean, that is a massive lead, especially in a championship match. So I was I was shocked by the way that it went down. I talked to Smets a little bit afterwards, and he was like, you know, I, kn I knew I should have trusted my gut and spun again. He's like, but I didn't. Um, but one of the things that I talked about with, with Smets and with Action Army, uh, at the Action Guys yesterday about, is that it feels like coming into these championship matches that the champions are at a severe disadvantage. And here's why. Hear me out. They essentially have to sit there cold. It's kind of like when you don't have to, when you get a first round bye in the playoffs and you don't have to face anybody, you essentially get to sit there and you could lose that momentum that was keeping that spark going for you in the first place. Plus right. it's like he didn't have the opportunity to like sit there and try to figure out how it is to play at home because we know Kevin Smets does a fantastic job playing in live events. We know he does a great job playing 
in front of an audience. Mm -hmm. But there's something about playing at home that's different. It's a different energy. And if you're one of those people that feeds off that energy, you are at a severe disadvantage. And the champion, like I said, coming in cold is the only one that has something to lose. What does Chandru have to lose? He comes in and the only thing that he can do is go up. Otherwise, he'd still be hanging out in that number one contender-ish type spot. And that's the whole thing that I see is that the, the champions that are having to come in and defend their belts under these virtual circumstances are at a severe disadvantage if they haven't played under these circumstances during this season. Am I wrong? I, I, I hear what you're saying. I do. I hear what you're saying. But Think of it like professional wrestling, Brad. Okay. okay. You don't just have the championship match and bang. You got to build up some heat and you got to make sure that the guy's feeling ready for whatever that big match is. So maybe put him in a team's match. Maybe put him into some other circumstance that doesn't have stakes on it right away. But, but here's the thing. If you're the champion, you should always be ready. That's part of being the champion. At a moment's notice, you can be called and say, we got to match this Saturday. You got to go defend the title and you need to be ready. That, that's the burden of being the champion in my in my estimation. And I think that uh, Kevin Smets, if there was anybody ready for it, it's this man. He's got the training schedule like I've never heard before. He's doing mock matches. He's running, listening to himself, ask himself questions. He is a crazy person when it comes to studying, I think. All right, all right, but fair point. None of those people that he's competing against in the mock matches are as annoying as Chandru. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, you guys stop coming for my guy. You got, you got, you got, you got to put, put some respect on the champ's name. You know what I mean? He came through and he beat the man who they said was unbeatable. He stopped the man who they said was unstoppable. He broke the man that they said was unbreakable. He Brad, did it. We're going to fight. Yeah. You and I are going to fight. Look, we can scrap if you want to, Jen. I'm you just don't want these hands. They're covered in Cheeto dust right now. Okay. You saw me before the show. <laughs> you were swinging and banging some Cheetos for sure. But um, I, I, I got love for Kevin, you know, and, and I still haven't been able to speak with him uh, after our last awkward encounter. But I, I just think that Chandru, he, he was prepared for the moment. And, and Smets didn't listen to himself and he didn't listen to his coach. You, you know, you know, you, we, we both work around sports. I've seen uh, an athlete go to the bench and his coach say, hey, man, you got to do this, this and this. And he goes, no, I'm going to go out there and do this, this and this. I'm the star player. I went out there and put out 40 last night. You know what I mean? I put 30 out last night. I'm not talking about James Harden, but I'm just saying in general, um, sometimes players don't listen to their coaches all the time. And that's what I saw with Kevin Smets is he was so over. I don't know if he was overconfident or if it was after that long layoff for the challenge in the first round, he he was just ready to play and said, I'll take whatever you want. Because you said you talked to him and uh, Harry Potter wasn't the right way to go for him. And it obviously wasn't. I'm sure he would like that back. But we have a new champion and we're not going to see the Smasher until 2021. But look, I've like I said, I've spoken to a lot of people about this. And they said they compared this loss and I compared this loss to when Dan Merle lost to Paulo Yama. It yeah. was a heartbreaker. It truly was. Because, like you said, uh, Smets, like, he's kind of endeared himself to us. Even as a, a heel, you still respect the way the guy plays the game. In that regard, and people can get mad at me all they want, I believe in backstage decorum. And I believe in treating people aside from the gimmick. Like, I believe in that. Like, with respect. And that is something that I feel like a lot of rookies that come into this league don't do right. And it's something that's got to get smacked out of them a little bit. And that's what we're experiencing with this. 
you know, with uh, Chandru. Well, I think Chandru's got respect. He's got respect. Um, I think, though, he's earned our respect. As, as the as the Schmodown community, we got to show love where it's given. And here's the thing. Nothing. No one. Who did he have to play to get there? He played Brandon Hanna. Like I well, said, who did he have to play to get there? <laughs> hey, man. Brent, and, well, here, and here's the thing, though. In he and Smets' first match that they had with each other, it was like a one-question game. It was a one-answer game. It could have gone either way. Uh, Smets came out on top of that. And to me, really, I mean, I'm not trying to denigrate anybody because championships are earned. Nothing, no, no, nothing is deserved in this league. Everything is earned. And Smets, I mean, who did he face before he got the title? Who did he face? He faced uh, David Moore. Kalinowski, Jay Washington, and he lost to Mike. Yeah. Yeah. But it was that loss to Mike that taught him something, and I feel like that was the reason he was able to finally beat he lost to Kalinowski. Mike, he beat Chandru. And but he here's beat- the thing. Look at it this way. That inner geekdom belt, can't, it, it can't be defended. That's the problem. And it's because the inner geekdom division has gotten so difficult to yeah. prepare for, and you cannot lay off in the like there's just something about people have made the argument about exhibition matches and stuff like that the questions in an exhibition match do not compare to the level of depth and specificity that the inner geekdom questions do these days those are hard questions even when you think you are a diehard fan of some of those series you don't know those answers so it's like i'm sorry you just cannot compare the two that's true that's true um but but i i don't i don't want us to think well you know who did chandrew beat to get there he beat the champion that's who he beat. He beat Kevin Smith. He's a, and look exactly. I was going to say this. Chandru was supposed to face Mike, Mike the Killer Kalinowski. KO ducked him. He said, "I don't want none of that smoke." He didn't want none of the smoke, and he went ahead and and, and ducked out because that was going to be the number one contender match. And then whoever won that was going to get the shot at Smets. It happened to be that Mike dropped out. Uh, Mike wanted to get more points for his team by being in tournaments. That's what this is all about. Well, that's that's good for Mike, but he missed out on being the guy that Chandrew is. That's what happened. Um, I think I. You want to know what I think Mike Kalinowski did? He sat back and he let and he let Smets and Chandrew go at it, and he's just waiting there and you know wanted to be a part of it afterwards. Like, oh, we can beat whoever like wins out of these two. So I it's mean, like, why put his name up against that? Perhaps. Who do who do you think who do you think wins? Uh, now that we know this is an impending match, Chandru versus Chance Ellison. You don't want none of Chance Ellison. I think Chance as is dangerous, especially with Mike Kalinowski in his corner now. Mm-hmm. Like you're essentially, it's a two on one. It's a handicap match at that point. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Because no, I hear- KO can bring to Chance has already played in championship matches, but I think KO backing chance is scary and Chandra should be scared. I, I agree, but you know what? We uh, had another match on that card. We saw final exam take on the pride. They were victorious. And now that gets them one step closer from a number one contenders match for those championships. That number one contenders match is going to go down next week, but they have to beat this team in order to do it. You want to talk about a team that when they are put together, it was almost like God's gift to the movie trivia showdown. I am talking about William the Beast Bibiani, and I am talking about the kid, Brendan Meyer. Brendan, I think you're muted. I think they, yeah. now we Sorry, I just my just went on. So can you hear me? We can hear you. How are you, how are you gentlemen okay, doing? Man. I miss you, Brendan. 
Brendan, can you hear me? Brendan, I know you're really far you. away. Can you can you hear me in your foot in your head phone? <laughs> is this is a, this I, is a I, telephone I, from 1890. Can you hear me? Hi, Bibbs. We would like for you to use Hi, inside voices today. Have you ever met me? This is my inside voice. <laughs> growl, growl. It's great to growl, see growl. both of you gentlemen. How are you feeling going into this match? I am so pumped for this match. I have been ready for this match for what, what month is this? The eighth month? I've been ready for this for eight months. <laughs> uh, we have been stoked. We've been eager Same. to get back into the ring. We were supposed to get back into the ring a lot sooner, but of course, COVID. But uh, yeah, we are stoked. <laughs> we are ready. Let's do this. Let's yeah, do it now. Before I mean, we start yeah, this, before I got we my start whiteboard. This, oh, can we do this now? <laughs> no, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. Uh, before we get to anything, we have to bring in also your opponents for this match because we all got to. I mean, gotta it's easier together. if we don't. But all right, that's fine. We all got to talk together. But before this, can we at least put on an over under bet on how many times Brad's going to say the words "young tenderoni"? <laughs> I mean, you said it first. <laughs> Give us some money. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Put it in the chat, guys. Put it in the chat. Over <laughs> under on how many times. Everyone's got a drink. If you don't have a beverage. <laughs> it's only a matter of time before it's the kid is replaced by the tenderoni. My last name started with T. If it's my last name started with T, I think. Oh, yeah. It'd be all the way. I, I, I started by Mr. Beast finally. So there we go. There I do love Why don't we bring in your opponents? So final exam, they're on a roll. Let's bring them in now. Lon Harris is here and... Wait, where's your partner, Long? I'm so proud of him. He didn't show up. I've been working wow. with Paul so intensely on not trying, and finally it's starting to sink in. I've never been prouder. Lon, what happened to the bright young professor we hired? <laughs> you had uh, so much promise. You had tenure. What happened to you? You know, uh, I think my new strategy of not trying and winning just because I'm a lot naturally better than everybody has actually oh. been working out really well. Like, what, trying and effort, it's, yeah. it's really overrated. I it's mean, people, like, people love a bad boy, I guess. Yeah, that, really, yeah. really, really bad boy. Like, you're a bad <laughs> boy is what you are. I, 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 yes, I'm yeah. a bad influence on everybody, but especially mm. Paul Kuyama, uh, which may be my greatest achievement in this league. Can you guys isolate uh, Bibbs saying you're a bad, bad boy for me? I need that on the soundboard. I can give it to you cold if everybody quiet. You're a bad, bad boy. <laughs> you're a bad, bad boy. Wow. That was, there we that go. was not quite the same tone as before. I think oh, I'm sorry. Did I do it weird? Okay. You're a bad, bad boy. <laughs> but guys, oh you have a big match. Uh, obviously, this Friday, you're the under the undercard for the Dan Merle versus Ethan Irwin, number three for the Movie Tree Smartdown Singles Championship. But let's let's go to y'all first, Shazam. I mean, it's been a while since yeah. the two of you have been able to play together. Actually, I think it's last December uh, was, was the last with the Spectacular. How 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 has this time apart been for you as a team? Um, we have been talking constantly this entire time. You know, we've been shoring up holes in our game. You know, when you have all of this time between matches, it gives you a lot of opportunity to study. So I think we're going to be a stronger team than ever. What do you think, the kid? 
Yeah, I agree. I mean, I mean, it, it, it usually goes without saying, but even with that, you'll know more than you did before, but even with the added time we've had in quarantine and things like that and, and uh, staying at home, I mean, I just feel like I've watched more movies this year than ever before. So hopefully they were the right ones, but also you know, we've got the singles tournament coming up. Uh, Bibbs and I have been helping each other study for that too. So it's sort of been, you know, we're kind of all, all steam ahead. We're back in it now. <laughs> yeah. To get, to get to Jen's point from earlier, you know, how champs have it kind of rough right now because they haven't been able to defend their belts for a while. They haven't played from home. That's a real issue. And we've been concerned about that. So we have been practicing at home. We have been testing each other. And uh, this is not like Shazam that has been like taking a nap for the last eight months. This is a very fresh, zestfully clean, ready to go Shazam. And uh, you're going to see it. Uh, you're going to see us in action. Zestfully I clean. I like that. You're like not it. fully clean unless you're zestfully clean. Well, a man who isn't zestfully clean, Lon Harris. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you? Oh. There's a creek right back there, and I'm there once a week. Oh, no. Week. His van is parked next to it. Yeah, exactly, yeah. How confident do you feel after after now two weeks, two wins in a row against two top-tier teams? You have to feel pretty good going against Shazam. Uh, yeah, I mean, I always feel pretty good. You know, I got a pretty good cocktail going, uh, so it keeps me keeps me going day to day. But, yeah, I mean, that, that whole response just makes me feel really good because it smacks of effort. Uh, studying and preparing and watching movies is like – these are the things the professor used to do. These are not winning strategies. Uh, you know, winning they strategies. They did not work for you. They did not work for you at all, did they? Finding finding a comfortable yeah. bench, that's a winning That's a winning strategy. Befriending a stray dog, that, my friends, is a winning strategy. He's right about that one. But, Bibbs, Brendan, I have to ask, like, are you a little concerned now that Final Exam has this momentum going into your match? Yes, not they especially. are. Oh, no. sorry, that was for them. No, it was for them. Like, listen, listen, uh, we're concerned about every single team that we play against. You have to take every opponent seriously. So, yeah, of course we're concerned. That's why we're bringing our A game. We're not just going to assume we can walk all over anybody because you never know, like, what team has your name on them. But here's the thing. When we uh, 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 ascended, for lack of a better word, like, through the tournament last year, you know, we were playing a whole bunch of extremely promising teams winning teams, exciting teams. We were playing teams that had been on the same run that we had been the entire way through. And we we didn't have any easy matches. No, you had probably one of the most difficult paths to the the championship match. I think I think every single match we had, at least one or both teams ended up going to the five-pointer. But here's the thing yeah. with me and Brennan, and here's what I feel really confident about, is we have complementary knowledge. We know a lot we can really rack up the points in round one but when it comes down to round two and the more esoteric categories what i don't know he knows and vice versa and we have basically we, we don't need like a lot of like you know we, we don't need to like finagle the rules you know and like give a whole bunch of like weird challenges all the time just to try to mm -hmm. put our opponents off balance we feel confident that we just know enough movie trivia that we can actually just yeah. play the game and win the game. You know, Are you still getting to heat for that? Between, not to mention that between now and Friday, if there's a drug testing at all, the match may be forfeited. So really, That's I mean, <laughs> they drug That's test final we, exam. We are drug I testing mean, everybody, I don't know right? What, what, are you, what are you guys doing right now? You, uh, <laughs> not us, I'm <laughs> saying. And where are you getting it from? And I'm not getting it. I'm not getting it. We're zestfully clean, man.
<laughs> private chat. We'll take this to oh. private chat. Jen, oh. Jen, to answer your question, I do still get a lot of flack for the Sir Lord Attenborough thing, which I maintain was not a frivolous challenge. I actually, I mean, he was a lord. And I was actually within one month of having an accurate challenge because he was made a lord a month after mm -hmm. Jurassic Park came out. So I was one month off the top of my head in front of a live audience in New York City remembering when Sir Richard Attenborough became Lord Richard Attenborough. And I maintain that that's pretty good trivia knowledge. So even though it didn't go my way, I felt pretty good about that challenge. It was wrong. I, I'm, I'm very impressed that stuff. you keep up to date on all the latest, you know, nightings and stuff. Yeah. Someone Lord has too. It's, it's called trivia. Yeah. Lordnews.com. <laughs> Are you guys not checking in on that every day? It's really yeah. helpful. <laughs> Lordnews.com. They got a Twitter feed too. We, got, we, uh, we, you know. Hey, hey, we might put lords and sirs on the wheel. So, you know, be prepared. Oh oh my God. God. Not lords and ladies though. No ladies. Dames, Just lords and sirs. Dames and lords. Dames and lords. Yeah. Oh, too late. You already said it. Games and Brad, reel the circus in, please. I am trying. Let, I want to go to Lon, and then there's going to be the same question for, for Shazam. But after winning two matches in a row, you got to feel like you y'all have worked out a lot of your – if there were any issues, but you know, figuring out your chemistry together and, sure. and moving forward. And you're now you're 2-0 and in these last two weeks, mm -hmm. potentially 3-0. and Are you looking past Shazam at all? And two, who's the boss for that number one contendership? Are Wait, you – this isn't the last. This isn't the last match of the year. No, no, you got another. If you win, you got more. Like what if, if we lose, then you're off the hook. Lose, on. You we wrap this up anymore, and it's better. Interesting. And yeah. something to think about. I'm going to mention this to Paul whenever I see him again. Good. Although I hope, which I hope is never. So, guys, let's talk faction standings for a second. Um, Quirky Mercs are obviously at the bottom of the of the ranking. So, how important is this match for the faction? Well, obviously, every right. match is important to the faction. Also, we are tied for the bottom, to be fair. It's not like it's everyone else, and then we're like 20 points below everybody. We're, it's but a no, three-way tie. So much yeah. of it so much of it is, is part of the problem yeah. with like scheduling. You know what I yeah. mean? Where it's like wow. so much of your strengths were relying on singles and yeah. on uh, teams. And I think Jim froze. But she was, you oh. were going to say Beast? No, no, no. I, well, I'm actually, I actually, I actually heard Jen the entire time, and you're, you're right about this. Like when everyone was assembling their factions at the beginning of the year, people didn't always have the same strategy. And yeah, you look at the Quirky Mercs team. We kind of heavily favored singles and teams players. We had people from all throughout, but like there wasn't even like a plan to do a Star Wars tournament at the beginning mm, of the year. Right. So. When COVID happened and the number of matches for about two and a half months dropped from two to one, and then we weren't sure how the thing was going to, we, we lost like a couple dozen matches that could have been given a, every faction an opportunity to get more points. Quirky Mercs kind of, we, we, the, we lost that coin toss, basically. That just did not go our way. This, this last quarter of the season is our time to shine. And so... You know, we're going to have these teams matches. Hopefully the kid and I are going to rock it. And, you know, even if, God forbid, we we lose this thing, we do have a teams tournament coming up. And as we all know, we do pretty good at teams tournaments. And also we have all of our uh, best players are going to be playing at the singles tournament. And I mm -hmm. feel really strong about our chances there. So do not count the quirky mercs out yet. Don't count the burning droogs and usual suspects out yet. There's a lot of gameplay left. Yeah. A lot can happen before the end of the year. There's yeah, a lot I of like opportunity. It. I like you know, your it's like a lot of these people, a lot of these people that are at the top were because they made deep runs in these tournaments. And unfortunately for us, we had great performances. I mean, Joseph Scrimshaw was great. Greg Alba pushed Mike Kalinowski. We had good performances, but we didn't have 
deep runs. So yeah, if, if yeah. Quirky Mervs, if me, Bibbs, Perry, Tim, if it, it teams, if we can start getting deep runs into these tournaments, you'll see it'll flip right back. And before you know it, oh, yeah. we'll be up there. I mean, uh, the this is the longest, have, this is the longest singles tournament ever. The people who have ascended to like the top of the, the pack here, some of them did so because they were really focused on Star Wars and Inner Geekdom. Those matches are over. You know, we're we're done with those, and now it's just singles and teams. So this is where the factions that have the stronger singles and teams player have an opportunity to make up lost ground. So I am very excited for this. I think anything can happen. It is anyone's game right now, and it, I think it's going to be Shazam's game because this is the game we play, and that's how it works. I mean, I, I think if the last few months have taught us anything, it's that all charts are always accurate all the yeah, time. That's true. And so if you look at that last chart, swag number one, I mean, I think that's just objective reality. We are the best. Sure. I, I think that that is sound logic from a very sounded mind, ma'am. Um, but, but, yeah. I don't know, man. That 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 level of logic sounds like a lot of effort, Lon. I don't know. Are you sure you're, wait, what? you're sure oh, feeling okay? Mind. Then that, that was very professorial of you to declare such a thing about facts and logic and charts. Are you sure you haven't been like hitting the books by accident? Uh, in that case, I take it back and just go with the eight minutes of stuff those guys said. Fair enough. Uh, but Lon, Lon, question for you though. We were talking about the faction rankings. Of course, Swag, you just said, is number one. Does that add yeah. pressure to you all to go out there and get a win so y'all can keep that number one spot secure? I don't know the meaning of the word pressure, and I mean that literally. I just don't remember what it means. Please help me out here. Stress. He burned, he burned his books to it's, keep warm. You it's know? pushing right. down on me. It's pushing down on everyone. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, I mean, boom, boom, I, boom, boom. Right. Uh, like, yeah, like the classic Vanilla Ice song. Yeah, no, I feel, I feel very relaxed. <laughs> oh, I feel cut good. his mic off right now. <laughs> Awesome. No, that was that good. song is a classic. Oh yeah, <laughs> I appreciated that one. Jake, any final words for our two teams? Again, this is going to be the undercard. Can we throw the graphic up? This is going to be the undercard. How dare you? Overcard. Overcard. Whatever you say, Lon. I'm going to go with. I don't know, Lon. That sounds like a lot of pressure. Are you sure you're ready for that? Mm -hmm. Doesn't that I told you. I, the overcard. Right. I don't even know what the word means. Exam versus final exam. It all goes down this Friday, August 14th. Now, the winner of this match will face who's the boss in a number one contender situation for those team championships. We will see who comes out victorious this Friday. Uh, Bibbs, it's always great to see you, Mr. Beast. Is how they Thank say you very much. Right? Girl, girl, everybody. Brendan, I feel like I've been yeah. talking a lot this whole time. You want to yeah. take us out on some words of, of no, no, of course. Wisdom? Of course. No, I actually have been having a little trouble with my mic, so I hope that I was able to get some stuff in there. Uh, yeah, I'll have to fix that. Uh, but yeah, no, this was awesome. I'm looking forward to getting in there and playing again. And, you know, final exam better be ready because, I mean, it's going to have to be their final exam sometime. I mean, hopefully uh, oh. hopefully, hopefully, this Friday. Right. <laughs> That's a good point, actually. That was the nicest trash talk ever. Like, I think <laughs> it's going to be a good match, guys. It's going to yeah. be good. Yeah. Well, well, I... He can only do so much. That's right. That's um, right. <laughs> well, again, and thank you, Lon, as always, sure. for figuring out how to be here on time. It was it was my pleasure. I can't believe I made it on time, and I'm so proud of Paul. If I ever see him again, I'm, I'm really going to give him a hearty handshake for not showing up. Best of luck, guys. I'm really looking forward to this match. Me too. All right. Take care, guys. We will see you on Friday. Um, again, wow. What an interesting group of individuals, those three. I just love that you're like, hey, do you guys want to cut a promo? And Brendan's like, it's going to be fun.
we're going to have a great time, guys. <laughs> <laughs> he is. But here's the thing. He really is that nice. Oh, I know. He's the nicest guy in the world. Absolutely. The sweetest, most polite. Yeah. I, I don't have a bad word to say about the kid at all. And I know that you're a huge fan. Do you want to play your stupid bumper? And if you find the tenderoni, that is right for you. I don't think that's stupid. First of all, that's Bobby Brown. And second of all, it's amazing. Um, Who do we got next? Now, again, we've been talking about that main event, but I want you to make a prediction about the undercard. Final exam, Shazam, who you got? Ooh. Honestly, I I am nervous for Shazam. I, I truly yeah. believe in momentum, and I think that having played really competitive teams thus far, I feel like this may be final exams. Uh, it might be their time. It may be their time. And and Bibbs and Bibbs is uh you know he he would definitely have some words I'm sure against this. But I'm just saying like there there is something to be said about momentum, and I think final exam has that right now. And I don't count them out. I truly well, don't. I I definitely want to talk about um our main event, but I think before we even really talk about it, I want to take a look on how we got to this point that we are at. Guys, let's roll the promo. Ethan? Sydney Pollock. Yep. And your winner, big time, Ethan Irwin! You have faced some of the biggest names. I mean, who can't you take out? Champion of the world, once again, Dangerous Dan Merle puts his title on the line against Ethan Big Time Irwin. It took perfection for me to beat Ethan for the championship the first time, and I'm expecting nothing different for a rematch. Make sure you can get it at the schmodownlive.com or join patreon.com slash schmodown. And there it is, the schmodown throwdown, a big main event. Jen, I got to say, you were rocking that romper. I, oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. I was totally taped into that thing. Like, I've couldn't go to the bathroom been, or anything. I've never <laughs> been able to pull one off myself. Yeah, I've tried on multiple occasions, never been able to do it. But um, you were going to Guy rompers have got to be weird because you're like, I don't know how to do anything in this. Something about being naked in the bathroom that's just absolutely terrifying for most people. But oh, anyways, yeah. I, digress. I digress. I digress. Um. I love a good promo package. And I feel like these two have been on a collision course since, God, was it two? It was last January, like two Januaries ago. Because yep. this past January was the last time I felt like we were in a real world situation. Uh, yeah. But two Januaries ago. Wow. Yeah. It's crazy. It means crazy. I remember being in that New York crowd. And I want to talk to both of them about it. Because um, I don't know if they've been able to talk about it since. But I remember being there in the audience and watching that match, Dan Merle getting it done after everyone thought, because here's the thing, Ethan Irwin had a similar trajectory as um, Kevin Smets. People were like, no one's going to stop this guy. It's going to be impossible. You cannot beat Ethan Irwin. And Dan Merle went out there after taking the L to him and then taking that championship and being the movie trivia showdown champion once again and standing up there, raising the belt, the whole crowd saying, you deserve it. And I wonder what the, what Ethan Irwin thinks about that. What did I, got, he I got goosebumps being there for Dan, but I also being on stage, obviously ready to do the post interviews. I looked over at Ethan and he just 
he handled it with such class and dignity, honestly. And that is something that you can never take away from Ethan Irwin is that even in defeat, he's still one of the classiest uh, opponents we, you know, Merle's faced. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. And, 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 and that's why I'm so excited to see them lock horns. And then here's the other thing. I want, I want to talk more about Dan and, 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 and Ethan here. Just one second, but going back to the teams thing, Dan Merle's also one half of the team's champions. And they're going to be defending their titles next week against Mike and Chance. And guess what? The winner of this Friday's tag match is going to play on that same card versus who's the boss. And we will find out our next team championship match after this. So my question is, is this too much for Dan Merle right now? I know he's the GOAT, but you have to prep for a live title match in a virtual atmosphere, and then the following week, another live title match in a virtual atmosphere in a team's format that you've never been in before. I don't feel like it is too much for Merle. And I think that is that comes from the chemistry that he and John Roca have. Because look, while singles is all on Dan Merle's back, he knows that he's got a fairly reliable partner in Roca. Uh, you know, obviously. What mental state is John Roca in? After the last match, I don't know. That was a painful watch. That it's was hard. an incredibly painful watch because you essentially watched Roka and Jane Fonda himself all over. Fonda. Fonda, not Fonda. Jane Fonda, <laughs> Jane Fonda himself. Is that what you <laughs> Jane fondled himself. Jane Fonda himself all over again. Oh, but- Jane fondled himself. It's good. It's good. You got to laugh when it's good. When it's good, you got to call it out. And that's funny. I really do enjoy that. Oh, but I I think that the most dangerous version of Roka to play is an angry Roka because yeah. he will not fall for the same thing twice in a row. Maybe like with a little bit of time apart. Uh, but I actually. Not back to back. No. Oh, I think we lost Jen there for a second. I'm here. <laughs> it's so weird. Is it cutting out? Yeah, you're fine. You're fine. Okay. You're here. You're here. Um, but again, this is the rubber match. We've talked about it. I'm being told that it's my internet connection. It's bad, but it's okay. Um, you're good for me. Okay, well, then it works. But I, I, I am looking forward to it and seeing if it is too much for Dan. Now, we're going to be joined by Dan Merle and Ethan Irwin and... Dan Merle's manager, your favorite Mr. Tom Dagnino here momentarily. <laughs> um, but you talked about uh, momentum. Ethan Irwin's got to be feeling pretty good, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Like, because when you – yeah, he just beat John Roca. And like I said, it's it, – I think it also – momentum is very dependent also on who you're playing. Because you, if you get like that fluff momentum, I feel like that can give you a false sense of security. If you're playing competitors that aren't necessarily at your level – if you're playing squash matches, essentially, that's that's when the, the the trick is you almost can buy your hype when you might under prepare for someone when you really should still be compa- like preparing for them. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I definitely hear you. I, I hear you. And I want to hear now from a couple interesting folks. We've been talking about them. Let's bring in. Hello, is Brad frozen? No, no here I am. Frozen. Now he's oh, frozen. Yeah. Okay. And the champion himself, dangerous Dan Merle, the double champ right now. Dan, I got to go to you. Well, actually, you know what? I was going to go to you first, but what is How this? How can you not wear? go to Tom immediately? <laughs> <laughs> what are you wearing? Is that a cape? 
It's a uh, you no, look I'm, like I'm, the count from Sesame Street. He's yeah, like, we have one, one bell, two, ha, ha, three two bells. Let's take it. <laughs> uh, no, I would. You know, we're going with. Uh, you know, since it's a tournament, you know, we're going with. Uh, you know, the count count Gucci verse uh, angle. You know, uh, this will be worn. The jacket will be worn throughout the tournament, and uh, you know, maybe going forward. Uh, you know. I mean, obviously, it's a you know, it's a championship match uh, coming up this Friday, and I felt that I needed to break the jacket out here. You know, this is uh, Gucci. You know, it's like 106 in the valley right now, right? It is, but it's like it's always cold in my house. You know, it's All right, always well, cold in here. It's always cold. it's like 65 to, degrees in here. Let's, let's go, go to the, the champ, the man yeah. of the hour, the one with the power, too sweet to be sour. He is dangerous, Dan Merle, the double champ. How are you feeling going into this match against Ethan Irwin, a guy that you've battled twice, but in two different conditions, once early in the morning in the studio, the second time late at night in Brooklyn, New York, this time live in a virtual atmosphere? Well, obviously, I'm certainly hoping I perform more like I did in Brooklyn than I did early in the morning in the studio because I got TKO'd uh, that first time. I, but I was in the middle. I was in the middle of a hard run. Not going to lie. I mean, you know, that was right after I came back. I was still getting my feet underneath me. Um, I, I'm i as confident, you know, as I've ever been going into a fight. Um, I try not to. It's a, it's a tough balance to break, uh, to, to strike. You don't want to go in overconfident and you don't want to go in questioning yourself. I'm just preparing the way that I prepare for every fight. I'm doing what I do before uh, every fight. I, I have my strategy. I have a great faction behind me uh, helping me out. That's a, certainly a new wrinkle that helps me out a lot. And, uh, you know, I'm just going to be ready to fight no matter what. Um, yep. Just a new venue. That's exactly right. That's 100% right on his part. Uh, the way Dan plays and the way, you know, the, the exchange has been studying this whole year, <laughs> it's been pretty amazing stuff. Uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's going to be very interesting, you know, look at, you know, the match between John Ethan were, were, was great. Um, I, I thought, I thought John had it. I think John thought he had it. Everybody in the exchange thought he had it and, uh, you know, he just missed some, he missed a tough question and then, uh, you know, he got a little rattled and like I said, it's, it's tough to manage and John had some, uh, you know, critiques about it. It's, it's really tough to settle a, a competitor down when you're on the internet. I will um, say though, I was I was backstage listening mm -hmm. right before I came in, and I heard you guys saying that he Jane fonded himself, and and I, I have to say, it was much more similar to uh to my memorable mistake of David O'Russelling uh, mm. himself than uh. it was to Jane Fonda. So I think I think it was much much closer to the way that that uh, I uh, was just a second too late the first time we played Corruption than it was to the famous uh, Jane Fonda incident. Do you also think Roger might just need handwriting classes? I, I mean, no. it, it's it did it did almost say Sidney Pollock on it. It's I don't I don't think Pollock. so. I, yeah. I I my I I honestly I bet I I can I related him so much and we talked several many times afterwards. Uh, I empath empathize with him so much there because I have literally been in that position where it's overtime. And they ask you the director of a movie and you know that you know the answer and it comes to you as Christian is saying two and there are no repeats and you mm -hmm. try to scribble it down and you just can't. I mean, I've literally been in that situation. So how have you I, been preparing for this new era, though, Dan? Like because we were talking about it. We've talked about it a lot on this on this specific show. And that is that you guys are the ones with something to lose. Like the exchange has so much to lose right now, including the state, their place in the standings. How much does this match mean to you guys? And how have you been preparing for this new wave of, well, like COVID era schmodown? 
It's difficult. I mean, I, I certainly get a, I get a charge from a live crowd. I mean, I think that may be one of the reasons why I, I do, I do pretty well in front of a live crowd is like, there is an energy there. And even in the studio, um, you get an energy from it. So this is the first time I'll have played a, a match. You know, I did a couple exhibitions, but a real like goes on your record match. And um, I don't think there is a way to prepare for it other than just to prepare to play the game and then see what happens. Agreed. Now, now, Dan, what did what did you learn though watching that match with with John and Ethan? What did you learn about Ethan that you're going to try to implement going into this match on Friday? Does anything stick out to you? I mean, don't give out too much game because the games will be sold, not told. But is there anything that you saw that you know might might give you an advantage? I mean, um, Ethan is uh, Ethan is uh, every player is different, and Ethan is not like a player like like Ben Bateman, where when I was getting ready to fight him, you have to wonder like, what are his angles? What's he, you know, what's he doing? What's the counter strategy going on? Like Ethan, it presents himself very much as, listen, this is the player that I am. This is what I do. Uh, I, I know that he's got Sam Levine in his corner. I know obviously that um, you know he has a, a manager who is one of the greatest to ever play the game. So I, uh, I I certainly don't expect them to not strategize, but Ethan is also somebody who is very upfront about his preparation method and his approach to the game. And so um, in that way, there's a little bit less guesswork than there is with a with somebody who's maybe in the newer school of playing the game, uh, like a like a Ben Bateman. Mm-hmm. I mean, what about you, Gooch? What's what's your strategy? How are you going to coach? You this cannot team? don't make don't shorten it to that. <laughs> Okay, look. <clears throat> Looking like Doctor Strange at a bachelorette party over there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this coat's the best. Somebody tried to buy it off me in the store yesterday. Because it still has the tags on it. Yeah, you yeah, it's like not for sale. This is custom made. You know, it's very custom. No, you know, they don't sell stuff like this in stores. So anyway. Can you continue? All right, look, here's what's happening. Uh yes. To back what Dan said, yes, Sam is one of the the best players in the game, and now he's a manager. So yes, he does have a little more knowledge, and he can maybe you know challenge an answer quicker upon knowing it, and and that's a that's an advantage there. But I mean, what what you know, Count Gucci is doing, and and what Bobby Gucci is doing uh, through you know with his players is instilling confidence in these guys and and ladies as far as uh, as far as the eye can see. You know, I mean, that's just the bottom line. Now, what happens to me and what's taking away from my management ability <laughs> at times, okay, is not being able to be with the person face to face to give off the aura levels that I give off. You, you give off massive aura levels. Yeah, there's tons of aura. You Merle, know what I mean? Do you require Gucci's aura to help you win? Uh, listen, all jokes aside, uh, people don't believe me when I say this, but um, one of the reasons why Gucci is a wonderful manager is he, he this is not bluster like he gives off a level. <laughs> believe it or not, it's not bluster. He gives off a level of confidence in his players, especially when you're talking to him during a match there. You never sense any doubt in his mind that you're going to win the game that uh, you know there's no doubt that you have his full faith and confidence uh, as a as a player and that that goes a very long way it really really does so i think i think there's something to what he's saying there it takes an incredible amount of confidence to 
to, to dress like that. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Our comment section is absolutely, it's like the roast of Gucci right now. And I cannot keep a straight face. They hate me because they ain't me. Well, yeah. we got we got we got to keep it moving, and, and we we've do. talked about him a lot. I want to bring him in right now. He's the man who beat John Roca. He's the man who Dan, you won the championship from him at one point. Another, he is big time, Ethan Irwin. Ethan, how you doing, man? I'm good. How, how's it how's it hanging? I'm sorry I missed uh, I missed my intro before I uh, had some technical issues here. Oh, no problem at all. I love what you have going on here. I it is. <laughs> I don't know. Can I get one of those? I feel like they're custom made. I mean, I can maybe look into it for you. Uh, I really love it. I love it. I love that I get to see your chest again. That was probably the biggest disappointment of my home broker match was that you wore a shirt. I had to. Yeah. They, 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 they made me. I mean, it's been about what we've been in quarantine for about five or six months now. I've had a shirt on three times tops. <laughs> Good, good. I'm not Gosh. shocked by that bit of trivia. Yeah, but, uh, but but Ethan, once again, congratulations on your victory against John Roca. How did that feel be, going out there and beating him? Because a lot of people counted you out of that match. I think you were the underdog. Yeah, no, uh, it was it was a lot of fun. And look, as I as I think he and I both had said, I think even on this show, it was it, it was going to come right down to like you know the last question. It wasn't going to be a blowout. It, it really did come down to the end and. Um, it was fun. I had a great time doing it. You know, look, I love John. I, uh, I, I don't believe him that he's done, but I never no. do. So it's fine. Yeah. I don't know. yeah I, uh, it was great. It was a lot of fun. Did you know? It was a great match. And Ethan, how did you not know Lambda, Lambda, Lambda? I was like, there's no way he doesn't get revenge in the nerds. Does it just slip? And Ethan, would you do me a favor and just either turn your mic level up or just hold the microphone to you a little bit easier? It's a little better. Okay, sure. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. Thank you. Great. Uh, yeah, no, I, I tell you what, I didn't consider that they would, that could be an answer because I was like, hmm. we're talking about it movie still, are we? Like, <laughs> I thought we, I thought based on certain elements of that film, we are, we're not, right. it's not, it's not going to be an lexicon, but <clears throat> it's totally there. I guess we're Kevin Spacey's open season. We're just doing it all. Fine. You and Merle are constantly, are constantly doing this dance with one another. It seems at the top. Mm -hmm. What, what are you most looking forward to with this rubber match, Ethan? I, I just like getting back in the ring with him. I mean, look, you, there's no one better than Dan. So he, like, the, the guy is, is, you know, the, the ultimate force. Okay. It's unbelievable stuff. Sorry, Ethan. It's <laughs> <laughs> getting roasted on that. <laughs> it's amazing. It's pretty entertaining. I think you have two champions and a potential manager of the year, and the comments are the star of the show right now. Uh, yeah. I know, exactly. Imagine that. Bizarre. And I feel like Brad and I are, are usually very funny together. And <laughs> and the comment section is just lighting you up. Gucci. <laughs> hey, I give people, you know, the opportunity to do things. My aura, it goes that way too. Yeah. It goes to the comment section. Ethan, are you at <laughs> Ethan, are you at all concerned about Gucci as Ara? <laughs> Bella La Gucci. It's amazing. <laughs> uh, no, no, as I say, I'm I'm just I, I hope he doesn't wear a shirt. I really like I, I think, you know, the guy works hard to look like he does, and I just think he should show it off. How yeah. has Sam been prepping you for this that. match, Ethan? Obviously, you know, it is uh, – someone made the comments brilliantly – or the comment brilliantly in the comment section that we do have – you know, you have one of the best to play the game, and Darren Murrell also pointed that out. It's like, what has he been telling you about going into a match of this caliber? Uh, it really is just thinking more strategically, not just – Hey, do you know it or not know it? But thinking about the categories I'm going to pick, thinking about the, you know, 
using a challenge, thinking about using repeats, just, you know, playing the game more as opposed to just, like, answering questions, um, which I think has been very helpful. And you two both are just, you both play the game very respectfully. Like, while there's some ribbing back and forth, it's usually more innocent fun. And it's purely about the game at this point. Like, you guys aren't sitting there being complete jackasses to one another because there's a mutual level of respect between the two of you. I, at least I perceive it that way, Dan. Uh, no, absolutely. I mean, Ethan, even before I played Ethan, his his play um, and his entry into the league spoke for itself. And, and I don't I don't know how you couldn't have an immense amount of respect um, for what he did even before we played each other. And then obviously the way that he very easily handled me the first time and the fact that it took a perfect game or whatever. The, I don't I don't know. I saw whatever. I, whatever you want to call what happened in Brooklyn, I didn't get anything yeah, wrong yeah. Uh, to beat him uh, in New York. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of different schools of thoughts and there's a lot of different ways that people play the game. And some people are about head games and whatever. But uh, it, it, I am uh, I I just play the game. And I think that if, especially at a championship level, um, mm -hmm. I, I don't I, I don't there's just no other approach for me than showing respect, because I think you have to. If somebody approaches that level, then they deserve your respect and you should give it to them. That's facts. Now, this is the third time they are going to play one another. It's the rubber match in, in fighting and in boxing, whatever you want to say. The rubber match typically will, will be the match that determines the history of the rivalry. People look back and they say, oh, who won the trilogy? Was it Dan? Was it Ethan? And that has a lot to do with legacy. Ethan, what would it mean for you not only to beat Dan again, but also reclaim that championship? I mean, it would be, for me, it would just be redemption. <laughs> it would be great. I would love it. It would make me incredibly happy. I would, you know, I, I'm happy just being able to get in the ring with them. So, you know, if I can go the distance, I, I would be even happier. And and Dan, not only do you have this match this week, you're going to have a team's match the following week, championship, back-to-back -back championship matches for you. Is it hard to split your study time between both of them? Or if you put all your man hours into just beating this man, Ethan Irwin? Well, uh, I mean, Ethan is my focus. Ethan is my sole focus right now. Uh, but that doesn't mean that I can't be strategic in preparing for Ethan to also uh, take some steps to make sure that I am preparing for our team's match. Luckily, it's not like I'm playing a singles match this week and an intergeekdom match next week where the preparation is two completely different ways of preparing. Um, I think that there are some ways that I can sync that preparation up where I can. Uh, but there's no split attention. There's no, oh, I got to worry about this. I got to worry about corruption. So I got to, no. Uh, right now, my focus is on Ethan. My strategy is about Ethan. And then win or lose, whatever happens on Friday, that's when my attention and my eye and my focus and my strategy turns to corruption. So um, that's where my head is right now is 100% on what I have to do on Friday. Gucci, I, I dare do this. But what, what, why don't yes. you leave us with the final word between these two com incredible competitors? We've got a championship match this Friday. Why should, people, why should people tune into this match and what's going to happen? Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, they're the best. <laughs> I, can't even, I, can't even, I can't even with this. Uh, look, at, bottom line is these guys are two consummate professionals. Uh, I've never seen anybody play the game at such a high level like these two guys you know, can. I mean, John and Ethan's match was incredible as well. Uh, we're in, you know, we're in see the rubber match here uh, and hopefully it uh, goes our way. No offense, Ethan. I mean, he's a great player uh, and Sam's a good guy too, but we, we need to, we need to get some points and we need to make this right. And then we need to keep the belts at home, uh, you know, right where they, uh, right where they belong. I mean, I can't have guys on my side over here wearing this coat with no belts. 
That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> well, yeah, I could have said it better myself. Yeah. And neither could Robert Frost. He is the one and only Count Gucci-verse himself. Uh, dangerous Dan Merle, big-time Ethan Irwin. Uh, good luck to both of you. We're all going to be watching this Friday. Y'all got to stop. Ben, stop. <laughs> <laughs> They're funny, but I'm trying to promote a match. Yeah, yes. That's, uh, that's what he's trying to do. Championship match this Friday live on pay-per-view. Go to the SchmodownLive.com. We're going to be watching these two incredible athletes go in and battle it one more time. The third match, Dangerous Dan Merle, big-time Ethan Irwin, live August 14th. That's this Friday, 5 p.m. Pacific. We will all be watching, as will the world. Gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, we appreciate it, and we will see you all on Friday. Can't, Can't wait. wait. Best of luck, gentlemen. That Tom Dagnino is ridiculous. <sighs> So is Ben running the comments. What the yeah. heck? Yeah. What yeah. What the heck? But let's take a look you at the comment thing. section. You comment section. Oh, let, let's really took this show off the rails. Usually I can blame Gucci, but this is this is all you guys. <laughs> it definitely is. But let's let's take one more look Absolutely. at everything that we have coming up. Of course, we have the big match this week, but also patrons. Final patrons, Smets versus Chandru, and the Pride versus Final Exam. That's this Tuesday. Wednesday, all patrons get it. And this Friday, the YouTube premiere of that match, if you want to wait till then. Ultimate Schmodown play-in match, Collins versus Gallego. That starts tomorrow. That's a YouTube premiere. Then Wednesday, Moran versus White. Then Thursday, McKee versus Somerville. And, of course, Friday, the big pay-per-view extravaganza, Shazam versus Final Exam. Winner will play Who's the Boss in a number one contender match. And, of course, Merle. Ethan, number three for the Movie Trivia Schmodown Singles Championship of the World. It all goes down this week in an action-packed week in the MTS God. Movie Trivia Schmodown. When you lay it out like that, that schedule is insane. Like, you guys right. are getting so much amazing content, and we're so grateful that you're joining us week after week and making the best of our COVID Schmodown. COVID Schmodown, but go to the SchmodownLive.com if you are not a member of the Movie Trivia Schmodown Patreon, $10, and you get everything that I just said early. You get it often. You get it whenever you want. It's There's another match coming up, though. Oh, yes. There is one more. We cannot forget. Did I forget it? I didn't forget it. You didn't forget it. Ayatollah of rock and roller, the Mick Jagger of sports and entertainment, the demo god himself, Chris Jericho, taking on if, if there was ever a better term to describe this man, the quirky Merck's own Kevin Smith, uh, Jay and Silent Bob famed. I like Dogma. Some people didn't. But I love Dogma. On Chris Jericho. That's August the 28th live on YouTube.com slash Smodown. That's 5 p.m. Uh, excuse me, 5 p.m. Pacific time. I couldn't get that out. And of course, <laughs> Guy versus Ben Bateman, too. We saw their epic clash here at the Booker T World Gym Arena in Houston, Texas, the first time around. Here we are for the second match. Action Army collides once again. It's the Civil War part. The guy versus Bateman, too. That all goes down August the 28th. Holy hell, Jen. Do we have a lot of movie trivia showdown action coming to the world? So much, so much. And I'm really excited to see that team action uh, match against each other. It's going to be absolutely insane. And honestly, I'm really hoping that guy gets some retribution. Again, this Friday, don't miss out. Merle Sorry, Bateman. <laughs> Merle versus Irwin three. And then next week, of course, the founding fathers taking on corruption. It's a, it's just week after week after week. It only gets bigger 
and bigger and hotter and hotter, as Booker T would say, hotter than a Mexican plate lunch is the movie trivia showdown. That's just your studio. You should get air conditioning. It is. I'm going to look into that <laughs> for the incredible and incomparable Jen Sturger. My name is The Vote, Brad Gilmore, and we'll be back with another special preview on Twitch next week. Can but you until dig? then, guys, we yes, we can. We can dig. We can all dig. Uh, but we are going to send you over to our good friend Emma Five, who is on here. So we're going to raid that. See how that works. I don't know. Ben, do your little thing. Um, thank you so much again, guys, for joining us. Brad, always a pleasure. Always, Jen. I will see you next week. Sounds like a plan. MTS. Have you made the switch to NYX? Millions of women have made the switch to the revolutionary period underwear from NYX. That's K-N-I-X. Period panties from NYX are like no other, making them the number one leak-proof underwear brand in North America. They're comfy, stylish, and absorbent, perfect for period protection from your lightest to your heaviest days. They look, feel, and machine wash just like regular underwear, but feature incognito protection that has you covered. You can shop sizes from extra small to 4XL. Choose from all kinds of colors, prints, and different styles, from bikinis to boy shorts, thongs to high-rise. You've got to try NYX. See why millions are ditching disposable, wasteful period products and have switched to NYX. Go to knix.com and get 15% off with promo code TRY15. That's nix.com promo code TRY15 for 15% off life-changing period underwear. That's knix.com.